0: The podcast you're about to listen to is part of the Professional Casual Network. To find more podcasts like this, please check out professionalcasual.com.
1: Welcome to episode 14. Welcome back. Of the Big Fiction Energy Podcast, where we're telling the story of Laney the Girl Without Fear. Boom. That's the new theme song. I'm going to replace the one that Danny made with that because it's way better.
2: Mm, I mean, I feel like we should put this to a poll on the Patreon before (laughs) we make any rash
1: decisions. Would you like to? (laughs) For the last five episodes of the show, do you want it to have Dan's new awful theme song that he just kind of made? That's not even really a song. I kind of just set it
0: with a little sing-songy at the end. Yeah. I think you're underplaying your talent as a latent musician. No. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no.
1: Oh, 14. We're almost... We're at 70% of chapters. Yeah. Somewhat. I keep, yeah. keep saying that chapters tend to get... Longer as it goes. Mm. So we're not 70% of the way through the book, but.
2: Yeah. Chapter 13 was long. I mean, it was a good one. Tim wasn't it at all. Yeah. He just kind of got to.
0: I was in a spirit. Jork was mentioned. Yeah. I Uh, feel like that was enough. I will gladly sit here and listen to any chapter where Jork is mentioned in the present tense.
1: Oh, fair. But, you know, maybe like a little gift to our listeners. Tim's back for voice acting this episode. Yeah. Not just intro and outro. (laughs) <laughs> i think that's where you really shine anyway
0: uh yeah it's mostly it depends on how recently i've shaved my head but yeah i get pretty shiny <laughs> <laughs> looks like it's been a little while i was yeah, gonna say
2: dan it's, totally it's, just checked
1: well <laughs> as he like said it, way, yeah I, yeah somebody says how last time i shaved my head you can't help but look at their head to see how bald it's it is. just
0: a pain it doesn't take long Not bald but shaved. like at all i just right and then I'm, I get in the shower and I'm like, eh, I'm already in the shower. I'm not going to dry off and then shave it and get back in the shower. So right, that's I mean, like
2: that, Dan trimming his beard. That's the He's number like, one wow. reason I
0: have a beard is because I just I don't want to shave.
1: Yeah. Even every couple of days. But even
2: like trimming it, you're like, remind me, I want to trim my beard. And I'm like, I'm not going to remember to remind you to do that. So, and then you're like, oh, dang it. I was going to trim my beard, but I already took a shower. So, yeah. Yeah. And then get it get takes off.
1: like three weeks of yeah. saying, oh, I want to trim my beard. And then I trim it. I'm yeah. like, that oh,
0: looks so much better. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like you can cut this out if you want. But um, I feel like if you poop right after a shower, you're, your day's ruined. you got to do it <laughs> Just again. Get back in bed. Go to sleep. Start your day over. Yeah. Yep. yep. Um. Yeah, you got to do it in the right order. Though, otherwise,
1: it's just why. Yeah,
2: life uh, is pointless. I like showering at night, though.
1: Yeah. Yep.
0: I. I. I've battled <laughs> with both sides of that. <laughs> a lot. Right. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I feel like a, a nice hot shower in the morning wakes you up a little bit more. Yes. And then in the summer too, um, I'll crank her down to cold. Yeah. Like towards the end of it, to mm-hmm. really like get that immune system going, get that blood yeah. frozen Zing. or whatever yeah. yeah but at night it feels a lot nicer to go to bed it's fresh like, and clean. clean yeah right yep yeah.
1: um i don't really have a preference i think they're both good for their own reasons morning or well, night I mean, yeah, right? just,
2: we're not it also we're, depends we're not pitting on, them against each other dan like it's right. not this a isn't competition yeah this isn't elite eight showdown with time of shower
1: I thought you were going to say Tim's name
0: wrong. Time and Big Chuck. I mean, if you want to fight with another podcast, <laughs> the, way the way to we do that it. is by saying my name wrong.
2: Wait, I, I thought it was Big Chuck and Jim.
1: <sighs> or John or something like that. It's Jim are getting We need to not go down this road. <laughs> if you want to hear Tim get really fired up, you could check out another professional casual network show called Elite Eight Showdown.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Most Mundane Pain is the episode that, that really... That's a good one. Gets kicked Oof, off. Yes. But... Uh, I also won't go to sleep unless I've showered after I've exercised. Well, yeah, because mm. you're all sweaty so, gross. Yeah. Right. just feel. And lovely.
2: that was the thing. Like, we went for a walk this morning, so I showered after that because it's right. 90 degrees outside.
1: I practically wring out my shirt.
2: It was, yeah, it was pretty gnarly, <laughs> man. Yeah. So, like, you know. But during, like, the school year, because I'm a teacher, I, know, I like showering at night before I go to bed. And then I don't have to wake up so early in the morning.
0: So I found certainly like, especially if I have to be up at like four or five in the morning to like get somewhere. Four or five in the morning. Yeah. Well, like sometimes we go to this um, castle thing for big meetups and it's like three hours away. Mm. And the meeting always starts at nine. And it's like, well, if I'm, I need to be on the road by like quarter of six. Yeah. So I'm getting up at like 4.30. Oof. But if I shower the night before, I'll be like, oh, then I'll have more time to do things in the morning. Yeah. And I just sleep longer no, and yeah. never completely waste the time. Yeah. Yes, that's exactly right. That's
1: my thing is that I just want to get in the shower, get it done with, get back to whatever as soon as possible. Yeah. So like in the morning, if I do that, I have to get up earlier than usual. Like if it's like
0: before school. I will say that I'm running late the rest of the morning, no matter what. I will say if I shower in the morning, especially when tired, I will probably just sit under the faucet staring mm-hmm. at a wall for 10 minutes. Yep. easy.
2: I love showers so much. I literally like I'll sit on the floor of the shower.
0: Just sit I, yes. down. Yes. So I used to do that. It's really fun.
1: And I like it a lot. No, I just take a nap. You are getting old when you think sitting on the floor in the shower is fun. No, I used to do no, it as like a like, teenager. Yeah, same. Yeah. Yep.
2: And I would just like. Do it until I ran out of hot water. Yep. I'm like, all right. Screw everybody
1: else. <laughs> yeah, right? uh, well, nowadays nice. it's like I get up 10 minutes early because I'm going to take a shower and I know it's going to take 10 minutes because I've timed it enough times to say, okay, spend 10 minutes. And somehow I'm still running late the rest of the morning, even though mm-hmm. I made up that time. There's still. You're not counting dry time in there. Apparently. True. Or, yeah. I don't yep. know. Because dry time's a big a thing. Yep. Time, it's like. 30 seconds. Nah, Mm -hmm. I I air dry. I I don't like to towel dry.
0: (laughs) So I'll sit down like in front of the fan and just like watch two hours of TikTok on the phone. And that's (laughs) normally why I'm running late.
1: I mean, if the phone's in your hand, then everything's out the window anyway. You can't plan for that. Yes. That's just asking for trouble.
2: Dan, do you have a question for us?
1: I mean, I was gonna.
2: Did you want to ask us about our shower? We kind of had one already,
1: but I did have one prepped based on the last episode. Okay. Um, so the usual disclaimer, I haven't said it in a couple episodes because I don't always remember to. If you're this is the first episode you're listening to, go back and start from number one. Go this back. is a serialized story. This is chapter 14 of the book. So go back to the beginning, start from number one. You get to listen to the audio quality of when we're all sitting around a Chromebook yelling into the microphone. Yeah, <laughs> It's actually not nearly as bad as I thought it was going to sound compared to this. Yeah. It's pretty decent. Just you guys sound further away than i was which was how it was i was facing it directly mm. but the question for this episode yes is if you were to have one of the elemental powers from the sprites which would it be void, void. <laughs> sorry <laughs> i would choose void <laughs> Wow. do you want dramatic. which
2: goes best with our personality which, no or... just
1: which would you want Cause it might not be the same as what goes with your personality. Cause we've talked about a bunch of times, like if I were a bender, I would be just earth bender because I'm blind, calm and cool. Oh, and collected and short. I'm not <laughs> shorter than Tim. Doesn't mean I'm short. <laughs> I don't know. Then you're, you're, you're even shorter. No, yeah, actually for, a, short.
2: for a woman, I am above average. I'm five foot seven.
1: I'm not short. I'm average,
2: but compared to Tim, I am very compared to Tim. I am short.
1: That's what I said. And you just said, no,
2: because I want to argue with you. I know. Um, All right. So Tim would be void. Yeah, that's appropriate. Yeah.
0: I like that a lot. Is that because you're Slytherin? No, (laughs) I just also happen to be Slytherin. Oh, okay. So why would you be void? Because void's awesome.
1: (laughs) So I talked, I mentioned last episode that I was developing an RPG to go along in this world and, uh, we're actually going to play test it in a different podcast. And Tim made a character that was a B primal void wielder.
0: Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Which
1: is pretty cool. Danny made a human Humano. fire, a salamander. Yeah, salamander, blast. salamander. But do you think you would choose fire?
2: <laughs> I mean, I would, if we're talking about like bending, I'm absolutely a firebender. Well, like, Like, no, I know. I in this world, sh- not sh- bending. I'm working... You know, I can't just give you an answer.
0: I know. I gotta, have to explain the answer. Write down an essay and then read it to us. You were an element twister.
2: <laughs> <laughs> twister. Um, I don't know. I really do like fire. And fire in this world is like the life, like the life force. Yes. Right. He brought forth the life on earth, which as a mom, I did that
0: twice.
1: Oh, so you kind of already are. That's the flame of life. That was the um, nice sound effect.
0: And as a void person, I like ruining people's lives. So it's really boom. <laughs> <laughs> <Wow.
1: laughs> we talked about how it doesn't have to be evil, right? Yeah. Sometimes it's just yeah. obfuscation and
0: yeah. confusion. Well, I'm really I, good at too. I think it's super important too when you talk about like fire does this, water does this, you know, this other thing does that, and earth does you know, earth. Uh, void is like everything else. Kind I either. mean, you always take the everything else because it's everything else. Mm. You it can't be fit it into one of those boxes. It could be a boat. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know how much you bought in one of those. <laughs> um, I feel like
2: there are pros. Like, if I could do earth, then I could, like, make a house. It's very practical. We were talking about this the other day. Like, earth bending, or, like, being able to control the element of earth is very practical.
0: Yeah. Mm. Which would be cool, but I make not. shade whenever you want. Yeah, you could like cross rivers whenever you want right. but you make a little bridges land bridges and stuff. And stuff. Yeah. 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 Probably the most helpful in a natural disaster, too. Yeah. So do you are you going with fire or earth? There's only yes. five choices. You got to pick one.
2: <sighs> Can't I just do a little bit of both? No. Just to like
0: go. Ronan has four. <gasps> Does Ronan have the void spirit? Or Void Sprite? He didn't say he did. Mm. Right. Because mm. Void's all about obfuscation. Right. And he uh, lies through omission yeah. a lot. so
2: That is true. Um, Ronan uses fire for healing, right? Mm-hmm. I'd probably go with fire.
0: The okay. healing aspect of fire you know, is like super yeah. important. It's cool. Um, can Void heal by taking away the absence of flesh in the part where there's a wound? <laughs> <laughs> Uh,
1: well, in the RPG, there is a void blessing that can like transfer damage, like transfer injury.
0: Oh, that's a really can, great like, idea. It. That whoever came up with that. A... Way to toot your own horn! Yes, that was. one that's of That's also one of books. void power uh, special abilities. Is you have the ability to toot your own horn.
2: <laughs> Yo, that's not fair. Then I want void powers.
0: I <laughs> already no, <you> chose it. <laughs> uh, I would go with air, actually. I was thinking about it while you guys were answering. You're not really flighty. Oh, wow. That's... I don't really know what flighty means, but... (laughs) I don't think... (laughs) Like ditzy. Oh, okay. (laughs) I I think Uh, of it as like flaky, like...
2: Yeah, that too.
0: I mean, if the sprite fits.
1: Okay, whatever. I want it because like you can make yourself fly because you control the air to lift you. You could basically... Essentially, it's like you're telekinetic. Like, oh, I forgot to put... Forgot
0: to bring my cup over when I sat down at the table. I'll just... I love the like, idea of you starting out with that power. Like, oh, that cup's over there. I'll bring it here, and it just tips over and falls on the floor. And you're like, ah, nuts! <laughs> oh, dang it! Who's
1: dude. got the water powers? Put the water back in my cup, will you?
2: And it would be the ice <laughs> glass, so it just shatter.
0: No,
2: <laughs>
0: I'm surprised you didn't, it didn't go with water because yeah. I assumed that. that I was thought more about icy. it. Um, I did. I totally forgot about ice powers. You can with only water. choose one. I know. There are
2: only five. You well, can ice is choose one. This is kind of a
0: mix of
1: air and water right because they have always talked about if i if you know if you were a bender that like went along with your personality i would we're be not Earth's talking about bender, but i don't want to do, i wouldn't choose earth right mm. i was narrowing it down to either water or air but i like the like pseudo telekinetic aspect of air
2: or you're like oh man i sat down and i forgot my glass over there you summon a giant wave of water from the ocean to just push the glass towards you
0: wow fishing populations are decimated (laughs) (laughs) do that cities are destroyed but Dan didn't have to get up to get that water you know (laughs) that's all that matters
2: the best (laughs) all right so this is chapter 14
1: yeah 14 14 like four more than 10 we've been at this for a while now why is it it set with two t's we'll find out (sighs) yeah it is set s-e-t-t The name of this chapter.
2: All right. Keep me guessing.
1: We'll find out what that means. Maybe in just a moment. I also want to give a quick shout out to our friends Alexa and Cynthia at the Within the Pages podcast where they talk about specifically YA fantasy, which is what we're talking about here, what we're telling here. They focus on reviews and kind of deep dives into YA fantasy. The third episode was a really cool one about just things that they had read or recommend or they were going to read soon, which was really cool they get an idea of what other things are out there if you're into fantasy, and just cool stories. So check out Within the Pages with Lexa and Cynthia. After a few days of safe travel through Hope Springs, Cass halted the small group. She moved back towards them, signaling to crouch down after scouting ahead. Cass had been spending more and more time on her own while they were in Hope Springs. She would scout ahead constantly and always took the first watch, sometimes staying up for the first two shifts of the night. Lanny said something to Brutus at one point, but he brushed it off, saying Cass needed to grieve in her own way. Lanny sighed, figuring he was right. They had found the edge of the woods, a few hundred meters ahead and down a steep slope. At the bottom of the hill just beyond the woods was a large village, bordering the river they had been following for days.
2: We should scout it out tonight. Make sure they're friendly. Can't tell who lives there. Could be people. Could be goblins. Goblins are people, too. What? Nothing. I hope it's people, too.
1: Laney didn't want to start another fight. Cass had been so quick to quarrel since the ruins. The sun was lowering in the sky already, so the wait wasn't going to be long. To all their surprise, the wait was incredibly short.
0: Who are you? What are you doing here?
1: The four looked up and saw that a small fox primal had snuck up on them and was brandishing a spear, its sharp point right in Ronan's face. With one In one hand was a small horn he held near his mouth.
0: Speak quick! One blow of this and I'll have a dozen warriors here to back me up!
1: Brutus held up a hand slowly. You don't need to do that. We're not here to hurt anyone.
0: You you look like fighters. How do I know you're not trying to attack my v- village? Just the four of us? Scouts. <laughs> a
2: minotaur is a scout?
1: Brutus scowled at her. I'll try not to take that too personally, but she does have a point. I would not make her the best scout.
2: Try horrible.
1: Getting off the point. Laney looked on during the conversation, seeing it going nowhere. Take us, then, Laney blurted out. The other three looked shocked.
2: We've got nothing to hide. If you're a village of primals, then we have nothing to be afraid of.
1: Sometimes your lack of fear becomes a lack of caution. We'll be fine. Let's go, Foxy. Laney leapt to her feet, startling the fox.
0: Uh, okay. I'll escort you to the village, but my name isn't Foxy. It's Wooly.
1: I was close. Laney shrugged. Brutus rolled his eyes. Wooly led them at spear point down the hill to the walled village. As they drew closer, they saw the town was full of many types of primals. Foxes, tiny squirrels, avian primals with brightly colored plumage, quite a few hog primals, raccoons, deer, puma. Lani even noted a relatively large number of centaurs.
2: Could they be family?
1: Lani asked Brutus as they passed beyond the wall. Her friend did not answer, merely continued looking all about. Inside the high timber walls, the town was a very comfortable place. Thatched huts nearly filled the entire enclosure. Cooking fires were wafted out, amazing smells of dinners being prepared from every direction. The town was built on a small hill, so the group was led up towards the summit at the center. They passed through a square full of different vendors. Many were closed up for the night, but there were a few still peddling wares. Lanny noted stalls selling tools, weapons, clothing, food, meats, fruits, and vegetables, home goods, and other odds and ends she could not figure out the use of. As they made their way through the town, Lanny noticed they were garnering a lot of attention. She quickly realized that Ronan, Cass, and herself were the only humans in the town she had seen so far. There were probably good reason for this. Wooley seemed to relax as soon as they were inside the walls. His small frame, he was even shorter than Lanny, looked full of confidence inside the town. He had even put down his horn. The warriors he had threatened them with were guarding in the massive gate at the entrance. Large primals that Lanny could not discern the species of were covered in heavy armor and held thick hafted halberds. Their helmeted heads followed the group inside and nodded at Wooley. Before long, they were at the center of town. A large lodge dominated the hill. Many wings of the structure splintered off into the town. Strong logs piled high and filled with daub made the structure much more sound and permanent than the huts filling the rest of the space inside the walls. Vuli nodded at the two badger primal guards at the doors. The guards were armed with spears similar to Vuli's, just much larger. The badger primals themselves were quite a bit bigger than Vuli, nearing two meters in height. They wore green livery over the same armor as the guards at the gate. Laney knew these were badger primals due to the open face masks of their helmets.
0: I have found suspicious persons on the southern border. I have brought them to the barrow to present them to Lord Mel. Sure, Vully. You found something weird? One of the guards said, a little surprised. Go ahead. She ain't busy.
1: The guards opened up the large wooden doors. The group entered the doors, but were surprised to find that they did not open to a large wooden room, but to a dark tunnel that dipped down into the ground. Apparently, their structure did not rest on the hill, but was built into it. Uli ushered them on and followed them into the dimly lit earthen tunnel. Small lanterns were set every meter or so to light the way. The tunnel did not go on for long. The low-grade slope headed down to the hill, but swiftly met up with other crisscrossing tunnels. The barrel was busy with primals going every which way. Other badger primals made their way through. Small rabbit primals bounded through the halls, and squirrel primals scurried along the ceilings. Lani hunched lower than she needed to, breaking out in a cold sweat. Brutus noticed her discomfort. Just think of it like the dregs, but friendlier. He grinned, but Laney only scowled back.
2: I'm I'm fine. It's just that I only recently discovered dirt, and now it's around and above me. It's just a little strange. I'll get over it. Oh, thought you weren't afraid of anything. I'm not scared. This is just very unnatural for me.
1: Laney looked above and around at the dirt. It was a strange sensation she was having. Not fear, not really, but she was highly uncomfortable. She wasn't even sure if she liked dirt yet and now she was surrounded by it not knowing how much was above her what was holding it up the smell that the smell was what really made it a place she didn't like the odor of the place was like wet fur mixed with the damp smell she first noticed back in the forest outside of Gaul. she tried to hold her nose shut but it didn't seem to help just made her eyes water but no she wasn't afraid just then the tunnel opened up to a large space the area was lit with lanterns and braziers giving it an otherworldly feel. The walls were undecorated except for the sconces holding the lanterns and wooden beams placed around to keep the ceiling from collapsing in. Lanny was not a fan. She kept close to Brutus.
0: Lord Mal, I present to you four captives I found on our southern border. I brought them to you for questioning.
2: Very good.
1: An ancient-looking badger primal sat upon a simple wooden throne. The chair was placed in the back of the room against the wall. Next to Lord Mel stood two more guards, another badger and a wolf primal, a lupine. Lord Mel was clearly a grizzled veteran warrior. She was old, but still had an intimidating air around her. She was covered in scars. The black and white pattern on her head was interrupted by a large scar running diagonally across her face. Part of her nose was missing and her left ear was gone, completing the look of a battle-hardened leader.
2: Please, explain your presence here.
1: Her eyes flitted to each member of the group, looking them up and down, judging them with a keen eye. Ronan stepped forward. Lord Mel, I have heard of your exploits far and wide. Your victories are well known. Lord Mel nodded her head in acknowledgement of Ronan's statements. I am Ronan, the Ancient One, the Wanderer. We are traveling through these lands back to my home.
2: Why were you found skulking in the woods? We were scouting your village. We didn't know if you were friend or enemy.
1: Lord Mel mused over the words for a moment. Her eyes narrowed and she surveyed the four with a withering stare.
2: While I have heard of the wanderer before, I am concerned as to why you would pass through our lands so near set when you never have before. And who are you, little one? I'm Lanny Jaherin of Gaul. I've left the city to learn more of this world and find my family in Dran.
1: Lanny took a step forward, puffing out her chest and tried to look sure of herself. I have never been here before, Ronan explained, putting a hand on Lanny's shoulder to bring her back in line. Because you were never in danger of Grey Malkin's forces since you have built up this fortress. A focus on areas that need the most help. You did not ever seem to be in trouble. Ronan figured flattery would be a good place to start, as he had little idea of what to do with the situation. That and what he said was mostly true.
2: I appreciate your assessment of our situation. I've worked very hard to make sure we have a powerful primal fighting force here. We are left alone by all but the worst the Wilds have to offer. Now, please explain why a small young girl from one of the great cities would want to leave that haven to try to survive in the Wilds.
1: Lanny gulped, unprepared to explain herself. She had a feeling that this explanation would lead to how they would be treated while here. <clears throat> Lanny found it difficult to live in the confines of the city. I offered to escort her to the city of Dron to find the family she has living there. I felt I could keep her safe as I was born in the wilds and have some knowledge of this place. Luckily, we found Cass and she has done what I could not and allowed us to make it here safely. Unfortunately, the rest of our party escorting a caravan did not make it past a marauder and then monger attack.
2: Monger attack? I know of rodders, but what are mongers?
1: Lani blanched, but Brutus saved her once again. Normally, they are peacekeepers in the great city, but these were a trio of former mongers, I believe, working as bounty hunters. "'Hunting what bounty?' Lord Mel smiled slightly, showing many sharp teeth.
2: "'I think they were hunting me.' "'Why would they do that?'
1: Lord Mel leaned forward, steepling her hands, which ended more in claws than fingers.
2: "'I believe my parents sent them after me. They seem to have orders to kill anyone who gets in their way of bringing me back, which I have no intention of doing.' "'And where are these mongers now?'
1: "'Ronan cast them in a deep pit. They might not ever get out.'
2: And they could find you here? You look like capable fighters, especially with the wanderer with you. If they are mighty enough to force you to flee, I'd rather you not stay here and bring my people into your fight. I don't see how they would track us here. I made sure we left no trail, and they didn't know what direction we'd be going. They only found us before because they had the road to follow. I think I see your point. Still, I will think on this. I don't sense you four are a danger to our community, but I may ask you to not stay long. We aren't a fan of outsiders here, especially humans, you understand.
1: We will stay no longer than permitted, Ronan said with a bow. We have business north at any rate. A night to rest and some food would be greatly appreciated.
2: For all you have done for the Flatlands Wanderer, that is the least I can do. Also, Minotaur.
1: Lord Mel held out her clawed hand. Brutus looked Lord Mel in the eye and realized she was asking his name. Oh, uh, Brutus.
2: Brutus, there is a small group of minotaurs that live in the eastern section of Set. I sense you would like to meet and speak with them. As for the rest of you, I'll have a page lead you to a place you can stay. Humans might not live among us, but you are welcome as warriors against the void.
1: The four said their thanks and took leave of Lord Mel. They are instructed to wait out front of the burrow for the page to direct them.
2: A group of minotaurs, eh? Hmm.
1: I cannot remember meeting another of my kind, Brutus said, looking east.
2: Once we find out where we're staying, you need to go meet them. I can go with you if you're scared.
1: (laughs) I'm not scared. I might not be you, but this is not something to be afraid of. I'm looking forward to it, but I think I will prefer to go alone, at least initially.
2: Sure. Whatever dunks your biscuit. I'm going to try to convince Cass to check out the bazaar with me. Oh, yeah, sure. Sounds fun.
1: I think I'll arrest our accommodations. It's been a long few days. Just then, a warrior wolf primal strode up to the group. He wore studded armor similar to Cass's and had a long sword sheath at his hip and a buckler strapped to his left arm. He was taller than Ronan and was covered in thick gray fur.
0: Welcome to set. I'm Hall and I will show you to your den.
1: Hall's ears twitched and he turned on his heel and stalked off. The group followed. Lord Mal must have taken a liking to you. Hall said over his shoulder as he led the group through the town.
0: We don't get outsiders in Set very often. Especially humans with a primal. You'll like it here though. It's a cozy den. Why does he keep
2: saying den? You don't think we'll be underground, do you? Could be. So far, that's all we've seen. We've only seen one spot. Not every primal lives underground.
1: Lupine do. The place is called Set after all. What does that mean? The cold sweat returned, poking out of Laney's forehead. It's the word for a badger's burrow. The primals here must have a close bond to the animals similar to them. In my time, primals would do all they could to separate themselves from the base animals they were so alike. It seems here they embrace that part of them.
0: Yeah, we are more like the animals than the humans we share a body plan with. We have instincts and traditions that run deep. There is no reason to hide it. And yes, little human, nearly all of us live in dens here. The building you see lead to tunnels underground. Underground is safe and comforting. You will come to no harm. Easy for him to say. Hall chuckled and continued on.
1: The town was quiet. Small lanterns and candles were lit all around set, giving it a warm, cozy feeling. Very few of the denizens were still about. It was full dark now. Lanny spotted a few more species of primal, some horned deer, Different to others she saw earlier, more foxes like Vuli, even a few large cat primals with pointed ears. Lani saw one lick her chops as they passed, and Lani stared the primal down until she smiled, showing large canines. Before long, Hall stopped and showed the group to a round door set into a small hillock west of the burrow in the center of Set. It's
0: not much, but it's comfortable. Used to belong to some chiplings, but they moved to a larger den a few weeks back. Been used as kind of a catch-all since then. Hope you find it comfortable. I'll be staying here to watch over you. If you need anything, just give a holler.
1: Hall smiled, also showing large canines. The group thanked him and entered the den. Hall was right. It was comfortable. The walls weren't exposed dirt as Laney had assumed they would be like at the barrow. She had no idea what a chipling was, but she appreciated how they lived. The walls were painted a light green and the floor was polished wood. The rooms were mostly open to each other and Ronan headed straight to one of the many bedrooms. The doorways were rounded like the front door with knobs in the center. Good night. Please do not wake me. I intend to sleep deeply. Right. I'll be able to find my way back here. Brutus said as he gazed about the den. I will see you later. The Minotaur exited out the front door and left Laney and Cass looking at each other. Not sure what to do.
2: It's a badger's den.
1: That's what set means.
0: That's
1: Uh, why it has two T's.
0: Is a chipling a chipmunk? primal yeah is it yeah all right cool <laughs> um, so lonnie says probably the most important line of this entire story oh. in this chapter towards the beginning i'm interested goblins are people too oh yeah <laughs> danny read that line
1: tim like got real excited yeah he did <laughs> you like i could tell you restrained yourself from
0: like clapping your hands together like yeah yeah <laughs> Took everything to just now yell, preach!
2: <laughs> <laughs> Tell them, girl. So
1: Melanie might have her faults. She certainly has her faults. So who are we kidding? She's supposed to be a flawed character. I mean, but yes. She might have that specter of death behind her, but at least she's not racist against goblins and orcs.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you know?
1: Goblins are people, too.
2: Yes. Get that on a shirt, too. Yeah. No?
1: yeah oh, that'd be that. kind of a cool one. Goblins are people, too. What? I mean, I hope they're people, too. <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. uh yeah, it's funny we were just saying about how long the chapters get and this is uh, actually a pretty short one yeah uh yeah. kind of set up for the next part of the book here in set.
2: I'm so excited for Brutus to meet the other minotaurs. i oh gosh, he's I can't never wait met
1: another Minotaur before.
2: That's crazy. Can you imagine just he's never met somebody who looks like him ever?
1: No. Who was he? Not raised that he couldn't remember. Oh, gotcha. He yeah. was born in the wilds. He was stolen. It. He was like kidnapped as a small calf, and taken to the city to be raised up by this like um, mercenary company, basically. And then Laney's parents hired him when he was young. Uh, we we learn exactly how old he is. I think in the next chapter. Yeah. Um, I kind of justified in my head that as a minotaur, like equine creatures when they're born can are like fully capable. They can run within hours or yeah. sometimes even minutes. So I imagine that a minotaur would actually age very quickly to maturity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he was probably full grown in a few years as a human, you know, it takes decades. Right. Um, so I imagine he was working for Lainey's parents when he was still quite young by human standards, like a kid, but for minotaur standards, not like you, I imagine he, Mature physically and mentally very quickly.
0: Hmm. All right. Yeah. Does oh, he have six exciting. stomachs?
1: Uh, probably a couple. All right. Yeah, I don't know if he does. He like barf his cud. What is it? Cud. Cud, yeah. his cud, then barf it back up in his mouth and rechew it later. I don't know. As a primal, <laughs> does he have more of a human anatomy layout that way or what? <laughs>
0: that's so interesting. Does he have a bull ring in his nose?
1: No, I don't think so. No, No. he's got some in his ears, though. Okay. He's got um, a couple, like, golden rings in his ears. He's got big, long, you know, cow ears.
2: Yeah. Does he, like... (laughs) <laughs> like one Blue at a time green. he can like move one and
1: move <laughs> oh, like move his own ears without yeah. touching them yeah he, i mean for sure he's got to get the flies away right he's gonna
0: say how does yeah. he get the flies off if then? somebody else yeah.
1: touch those rings though i don't think he would like that very Ooh. much i don't see brutus appreciating other people in his personal space
0: does he have a tag on one of his ears too that denotes his numbers <laughs> for the herd
2: it's like zero four one three seven
0: no i imagine he does have a
1: tattoo somewhere from the company he worked for mm. Because we saw way back in the beginning in Gaul, primals were seen as like a lower class citizen. Mm. Like they, he had said, if he lost his job working for Lani, he would have to live in the Dregs. He wouldn't live on the surface. The surface right. is basically just humans. Yeah. So he probably Very some classist. kind of yeah totally like the
2: city. Which then it's interesting that they get to a place like Set where it's like the reverse. Like there are no humans there, and it's just all types of primals living communally, mm-hmm. which. I know that I mentioned this when I first read the book, but like, how do they make peace with like, right. So you've got like boxes and like predatory cats living with chiplings. Yeah. Right. And they don't eat each other.
1: And the and minotaurs, cause we know minotaurs are vegetarian. Yeah. So that's something that I think we've talked about a couple of times on outros and whatnot. Like do primals eat, do carnivorous primals eat other primals or they only eat animals? And I think that would come down to the individual and the culture that they live in.
2: Right, and like especially, there might be, go ahead.
1: I said there might be certain groups of primals that would not care about feeding on other primals. Like they wouldn't be against that because it's like, well, I need to eat meat and their meat. And there, right. I'm sure there are other groups of primals that would find that abhorrent to eat, you know, intelligent life like that, as opposed to just regular animals
2: yeah and like when hall is taking them to the den where they're staying he mentions that they're they relate more to the animals than the humans that their bodies are based on Mm -hmm. so like would a chipling be upset if hall ate a chipmunk like a non-primal chipmunk because it's like we relate with the chipmunks oh fair you know i don't know I'm not the author, so I don't have to have an answer to this. <laughs>
1: those are good questions. I let, I'm not going to answer all those questions right now. Well, yeah. We'll see other things that go on while we're here at set. But I like those questions. I think that's neat. Um, having a primal character in the group is interesting, but he's not a carnivorous primal. So right. We don't see that as much as what we see with Brutus.
2: And I feel like if they just lived in like their... Family and species units, it wouldn't be an issue, but just living communally in a place like set, that's what makes me wonder if that would be some kind of an issue at some point.
0: Is there mm-hmm. crossbreeding between primals? Can you have a bat badger? <laughs> like animals and avatar.
2: Yeah. A badger bear?
0: Badger bear, platypus bear.
2: A lion turtle?
1: Yeah. Uh, a man no. bear pig? No, they can't crossbreed. <laughs> an owl bear? Oh, okay. They're two different. unfortunate. Mm. Can you have a bat and a badger? Have a baby? Yeah. No, you can't. <laughs> and just, earlier. You cut the tea out of bat too. It's just a badger. 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 Uh, in early drafts of this, it was an entirely carnivorous primal town. Mm. Or actually, in, in the earliest drafts, it was an all minotaur town. Mm. we are just going to find a minotaur settlement. And then I had a different idea and then kind of scrapped that and changed it to this, where it's different kinds of primals living
0: together. Did Hall eat the chiplings and that's why this place is vacant? I mean, he doesn't say he didn't, so. <laughs> they moved to some other place. My, My tummy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a catch-all since then. My belly
0: is catching nah. it all. I think Hall's a good guy. He sounds like a good guy. He, yeah. uh, he did a
1: nice job portraying him as a good guy. Tim's, like, director directing notes for his parts. Uh, what was it, gruff but friendly? Yeah. yeah. I think he nailed it. Sweet.
2: Nailed it.
1: Uh, Yeah, Hall, I like Hall. He's just kind of a nice guy that helps him out. And he's a cool, like, werewolf-looking dude. Yeah. Uh, So this chapter wasn't as, like, momentous as 13 or... The last few, this kind of a like a lower energy chapter to kind of let the reader recoup after the horribleness of chapters
0: 11 and 12. Yeah, this was like a medium fiction energy episode. <laughs> um, three questions. OK. Um, in set, are there centipede primals? Oh, no. Are there B primals? Are there, are those the other questions? They, they might be. There they, might. I mean, we don't want to ruin the rest of my questions. Yeah, <laughs> we haven't seen those. but There, okay. there might be somewhere. OK. Maybe in the walls, crawling around. Can you imagine a human-sized centipede crawling around and just popping out of your wall at one point? Hey,
1: what (laughs) are you doing?
2: (laughs) And you know he's wearing those khakis.
1: (laughs) Uh, For the most part, we see mostly mammal primals, but bird primals were mentioned as well. Mm. But in this area, it's mostly Fish
0: primal? Just some dude drowning all day? (laughs) Oh, what's like a wrong little, with Ted? little spray God. bottle mister thing. For <laughs> oh, he's okay. Don't worry about it. He <laughs> uh, <what did laughs> just stares. <laughs> he doesn't have eyelids, Tom.
1: <laughs> he can't blink. It's okay. So we've, we have oh, we met gosh. the first like figure of authority since we left Gaul. Yeah. Other than kind of Ronan. He's like his own authority, but in Lord Mel.
2: She's awesome. I like her. I like the imagery that you provided to show that she's like a seasoned vet. She's got scars and missing an ear and part of her nose. Mm. Like, is she Tyrion Lannister right now? <laughs>
1: Actually, so, know why she's missing her left ear?
2: Why? She fought a
1: lion. I mean, maybe, but she's no, a painter I mean, she's and wanted painter. to give it to her. <laughs> <laughs> I met my inspiration for her losing her left ear. Oh, oh I'm a little disappointed. I'm going to leave that one up to uh, if readers know where that connection goes
0: to from pop culture.
2: Missing a left ear.
0: Yeah. Nah, and it's not Van Gogh. Oh, well, Van, go over to our Patreon and let us know <laughs> who you th- what the reference is, right? Let it, you can uh, let it
1: tell us what you think on Twitter at top tier casual or my personal one, I stand underscore HDH. If you want to join the Patreon, Patreon.com slash professional casual, you can uh, find a way to comment on there, right? Or
0: email us. Yeah, you can send us messages directly on the Patreon, oh, nice, and nice it goes nice. right to us, which is super cool. Yeah.
1: Worth it for, you know, as little as a dollar a month.
0: Yeah. Uh, what could they do for an email to us? Yeah. Uh, at the professional at gmail.com.
1: Nice. That's easy to remember. Yeah. yeah. You know, tell us, why do you think I decided to have Lord Mel missing her left ear? Is it
0: something from Avatar? No. Okay, good.
1: But I won't get it then. <laughs> <laughs> once I tell you, unless somebody, well, once somebody guesses it or I tell you, I'll, you'll probably be like, and,
0: oh. And what type of primal is she again? Badger. A badger. Because she seemed really like, at least the impression I got was that initially she was like, oh, there's a bounty for you. And was like kind of leaning in a little predatorily initially was mm-hmm. how I took in that, that information. That's fair. And now she's letting him stay. So I, I appreciate that she was concerned about her people. But without reading ahead, and I, I haven't, <laughs> um, I'm a little nervous that Good. she's going to be a, uh, I want to say Carl Winslow. And that's super off. Uh, Cloud City guy, Lando, Lando Calrissian, yeah. yeah, Carl Winslow, Call Lando, Lando. Calrissian, yeah, Lando. Calizlo. Sure, um, and just be like, oh, why don't you come to dinner? You guys are guests here. Oh, look, it's really Darth Monger. <laughs> <laughs> the bait and switch,
1: right? I like it. I don't know why I had to like process for a second what Darth Monger meant, and then I was like, oh, I got it. Uh-huh. Good one, Tim i did it yeah so i i wanted this place to seem it's inviting obviously but at the same time there's like that undercurrent of you're not quite sure it was the whole like showing their teeth yeah mm. sharp teeth Lots often. Of
0: canines coming out yeah hall oh, right. at no point laid down on his back and wanted belly scratches right so get down on your belly he did he did not submit to to lanny's group no I'm nervous. I'm nervous for what happens next chapter. Can't wait. I
1: feel like after the last few chapters, it's entirely fair to be nervous.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. I will tell you, it's not smooth sailing from here Wasn't on out. Wasn't one
0: of the mongers a primal too? Wasn't he like a jaguar guy or something? Or is that just what? No, I No, he's in my just head? like
1: more bestial than oh, the others. Okay. Garl. I mean, yeah. you don't see any of their faces, but none of them had fur or anything like that. Okay. They just have like gray skin. Maybe he shaves. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe he's a
0: rhinoceros primal. So he has gray skin <sighs> and he shaved all his. Little oh, hairs off. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Are there gorilla primals? Sure. I don't like that answer.
1: <laughs> they don't look very different from a gorilla.
0: <laughs> okay.
2: I mean, yeah.
1: Imagine a, they just stand up straighter and they don't walk on their knuckles. Yeah. it's about.
2: They just like crack their knuckles all the time instead.
1: They're all yeah. vegetarians. They eat lots mm. of fruit. Yeah. Mm. But they definitely do that on their chest all the time.
0: For those that uh, are curious what sound Dan made, he actually just hand-boned real quick. It was actually really impressive. He had some spoons and was going like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> Pounding my chest like a gorilla. Oh, that too. Yeah. They When they do that, you can hear them like up to a mile away in the jungle. Oh, wow. Because they're That's so crazy. loud. That's kind of rad, actually. Like the when they pound on their chest and go, at the same time, it like... Makes it reverberate even further so they can communicate with their family and be like, get back here.
0: Our infant makes that noise all the time. That's kind of just the one noise he makes.
2: Oh, <laughs> uh. <laughs> he's the cutest little gorilla.
1: <laughs> Is he a gorilla primal, though, or just a gorilla?
2: Yeah, sure. We'll play by ear. Time will tell. See how he develops. Yep. he develops full on speech patterns then you know hey you know so big thanks to our friends at the voltaire in la remember if you go there be careful to hang on to your cargo.
1: rock on johannesburg rock over rio Paco. come
0: hungry leave happy
2: Much for listening. Why don't you go and check out all the other great shows that the professional casual network has to offer, including season one of The Space Between presents I Saw a Tiger, which follows the Netflix Smash series Tiger King and details the acid-washed antics of Joe Exotic, Carol Baskin, Jeff Lowe, as well as others. This season we're taking a deep dark dive into the four-part Netflix docuseries Jeffrey Epstein, Filthy Rich.
1: A grim podcast of Perilous Adventure is the Professional Casual Network's Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay Actual Play podcast. We're playing through the enemy within, which is widely considered one of the best campaigns of any RPG. Join Dan as the GM as Danny, Tim, Alexander P. Nelson, and JB
0: try to survive the perils of the old world. And if you needed more deep dives, also check out The Space Between, which is a discussion and review of the best games, comics, and nerd movies of today and yesteryear. We also have Elite Eight Showdown, With high-octane host Big Chuck and his research team. Join him while he financially ruins his partner, Tim, and completes an eight-team tournament bracket that could be about anything and everything. Lastly, we have Professionally Asked, Casually Answered, a totally real, totally fake advice show where we take questions and topics from you, our listeners, and do our best not to completely ruin your lives. Danny, where could people follow us or ask us questions for Professionally Asked, Casually Answered?
2: I'm so glad you asked that, Tim. You can go ahead and email us questions. Our email address is theprofessionalcasual at gmail.com. You can also follow us and message us on Instagram at theprofessionalcasual. On Facebook, we're facebook.com professionalcasual. Twitter, we're at top tier casual. Our website is theprofessionalcasual.com. On Patreon, you can find us at patreon.com slash professionalcasual. And you can also check out Lindsay's Instagram, at lindsay photography, where you can check out all of her great photos of abandoned places and events.
0: What are some other things that people could find on our Patreon, Danny?
2: They can find Sarah's doodles. They can find different vlogs. They can find lots of polls. I know Big Chuck's got a ton of stuff up there. It's all just a wild time. Extra bonus content. All of those things.